Welcome to another episode of the Hat Collecting Talk Show, where we talk about the many metaphorical hats that we all wear in our lives, because no one does just one thing and everyone has a story. Um, you can find this uh, show online at hatcollecting.com. And uh, I am your host, Lacey Artemis, a creative Jill of all trades. And you can find me online as Artemis Creates. Uh, today, I am joined by uh, a friend, uh, Davina Prasad. Davina Hi. is yes. Davina is a digital marketer, a dedicated stair climber, an avid reader, and a former improviser, which I also am, which is how we know each other. Mm -hmm. um, Davina's pronouns are she and her for the listeners. Uh, how are you doing today, Davina? I'm doing wonderful, Lacey. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely, you've always been a delight. So I was <laughs> uh, I was very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, as I, I'm, I'm just going to kind of give up the, the ghost right from the start here. Davina and I met in an improv class like two or three years ago, and um, she made a very uh, strong impression on me. So I've uh, kept in touch over, over the years. And when I started doing this, like Davina would be a great person to talk to. Um, so I'm just as excited to have you here as you are to be on, I guess. Definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess we can take a few minutes to, to kind of talk about that because that's kind of our, the thing that kind of linked us together. Um, you, uh, do you want to tell the, the listeners and the viewers, uh, what compelled you, what made you want to take improv classes? Yeah, for sure. So originally I had very bad anxiety and depression, especially social anxiety. So for me, it's been always really hard, uh, to actually make friends, carry conversations, and just go out of my way to have those social interactions. And I was trying to figure out a way how best I can integrate any social interactions naturally. And I actually came across um, improv for anxiety at Second City. So I started from there and I worked my way up until level D where I actually met Lacey. Yeah, and uh, similar for uh, not quite the same. Like mm -hmm. I, I, see, I don't really feel like I've had I've had uh, like social awkwardness, and I guess mm -hmm. I've felt anxious at times. But I wouldn't. I don't really feel like I've like suffered from anxiety the way that I've heard a lot of people describe it. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was more like I was looking to challenge myself because I've been very growth oriented for much of my right. adult life. And uh, the interesting thing about improv actually is um, that. When I when I took the very first improv class that I took, it was at the absolute very like first step beginning of when I was transitioning and I wasn't even on hormones yet at that time. And so I'd had a few classes to kind of get into it. And then I met Davina in my final of force, like four courses that I took. And by that point, I was much more like confident and comfortable and I mm -hmm. uh, had a really great time. And you said to me off air that you wanted to uh, get back into it. Do you, do you have, obviously the, the pandemic has kind of uh, put that on hold, but uh, are you planning to do that like as soon as it's possible again? So honestly, as soon as it's possible, I'm signing up. It's was such a great experience. Mm -hmm. The fact that you get to meet new people in a space that I, I've never felt judged. It's just mm -hmm. a bunch of people who are as awkward as you coming together, working as a team in order to create something really beautiful. So it's a community that I continue to want to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. And uh, again, to kind of uh, reiterate, I guess, like the first class that I went to, uh, I was still very uh, finding my own my own self in, in a big way. And um, I remember going to the first class and being like, I know the Second City 
because I, I asked them beforehand, well, I'm going to start using the, the different bathroom than I used to use. And I wanted to make sure that that was like all going to be okay and they'd be supportive. And they, they were. So when I got into the class and nobody gave me any trouble and nobody was like giving me funny looks really. And I felt that that just really helped to, to alleviate a lot of my, my nervousness. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay here. And I can, I can be myself and I can bloom. And uh, like, that was a huge part of, of me. And like, again, I've done, I've done something like this before. So it's mm -hmm. not like improv allowed me to interview people, but it definitely uh, kind of woke up even more of, of my potential, I guess. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell us uh, just, uh, I guess, in general terms, like what uh, you do digital marketing, what kind of things do you do for that? So I work in paid social media. So uh, my job is actually, um, I get a brief from a client and I actually set up ads and I'm able to target people based on whatever the brief mentions. Um, it's great because you get to see what's working, what's not working, uh, how to actually grow your audience and see how exactly people respond to your ads. That's great. Yeah, I uh, I might have to, uh, if you have any spare capacity, I might have to see if you'd like to do some of that on the side for me. Because <laughs> I have some things I could use help promoting. <laughs> Always happy to help. <laughs> yeah, and you were you were telling me uh, in, in the pre-show lobby mm -hmm. that you've been uh, practicing stair climbing and towards a goal. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, everyone knows during COVID, all the gyms were closed. Um, usually before COVID, I would go to the gym maybe three to five times a week and I would run, I'd lift weights. And for me, it's just to get the endorphins up. Like it's not really for a goal. Um, and then COVID closed down all the gyms. So I'm very lucky that I live in a condo and I was like, okay, let me just try stair climbing. I've heard some really great benefits. And, um, I started off really slow first 10 flights a day, and then I made it up to 61 flights. Um, the goal is actually to climb 101 flights because that's the amount the scene tower actually has. So I'm working at it. I've been doing this for maybe since March. Hmm. So, um, yeah, here's hoping that I continue doing it, keep growing. Um, I've noticed that my, like, I don't get winded so easily. So it's been good. That's really cool. Um, that's something admittedly that like, I have another friend who's done the CN tower a CN Tower stair climb at least once, maybe even mm -hmm. twice. And it's something like I want to try, but um, like I, you definitely can't just do that without <laughs> any preparation. But um, I do enjoy being active. So whenever I can, it's, it's always something that I, I look forward to. Um, so maybe I can't join you on your stair climb, but, uh, you know, maybe sometime we can, we can do something active together. <laughs> Definitely. Like I feel during COVID, it's good to actually just get out and walk just to see people and just enjoy, just fresh air does help mentally, physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Uh, something I'm liking, I'm, I'm doing now is a new thing mm -hmm. with, with guests. Um, usually if they're not also from Toronto, like, like, or not from Toronto, but living in Toronto currently, um, you had something to say about like kind of misconceptions about where you kind of grew up. And I want to give you a chance to, uh, to say that, tell that to the audience for real. So, uh, growing up, I actually moved around a lot. Um, so I always said the longest place I've ever lived in is Montreal. So it's technically a suburb, maybe a half an hour away from the city of Montreal called Il Perot. Um, it was 
very, it wasn't a very um, diverse community. So it was just a, a lot of Quebecois. And I grew up there for about seven years until I actually came back to Toronto or Scarborough and decided to go to York. So some misconceptions about Scarborough is the fact that it's dirty and there's a lot of poverty in Scarborough, but it has been up and coming. Um, I find that you can find poverty in everywhere in Toronto, everywhere you go. It's not just generalized to one specific area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I'm from Oshawa originally, and oh. it's the same thing there. Yeah. Uh, I just remembered that I totally forgot to do the land acknowledgement, but since we're still talking about, you know, places. Um, so Toronto or Tecoronto is a dish with one spoon territory. Uh, it's the dish with one spoon treaty established between the Mississaugas of the New Credit First Nation, the uh, Huron-Wendat, the Anishinaabe, and the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. <laughs> Um, you can find out more about that and where you live at native-land.ca. And even though it's a .ca, it's not only for Canada. It actually covers like the whole world. And uh, as one of my previous guests said, that's not the place to end. That's just the place to get started in the learning and kind of keep going from there. Um, but yeah, we want to recognize and acknowledge that uh, we are visitors on unceded land here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, we are going to officially get into the uh, the questioning uh, for the episode, as the listeners are are now familiar or will be familiar, um, so we already kind of covered uh, sort of what you do and how you got into it. Um, so, when you were younger, when you were a child, uh, do you remember what you wanted to be or to do when you grew up? So, I wanted to be a Bollywood superstar. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. That's what I really wanted to be, but there were a couple problems with that. Um, so, number one, uh, both my parents parents are Guyanese so that's a country in South America um it's it's a country of immigrants um English is our first language so as you know in Bollywood movies they speak in Hindi or Urdu um and fortunately I had no training in that um number two um it's kind of hard to learn Hindi so never did that and number three is I am not very I'm very clumsy that's the simplest way to put it so I'm not a good dancer I'm not a good singer um, improv, I'm pretty good at that, but other than that, um, I'm not, I can't be a Bollywood superstar, even if I tried. <laughs> did you, did you have like a, like a runner up idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, so growing up, I often told my parents like, that's what I wanted to do. And my parents were not that thrilled that that's what I wanted to do. So, um, the next step was a doctor. So <laughs> Bollywood superstar or doctors. <laughs> That, that's that's a great one one a one b yeah it's like a 360 um so i'm i'm realizing that again i i kind of forgot something in the first question um <laughs> so i wanted to ask this is something i used to ask on my old show and uh, it's something i like because because in, insights can result from it but mm-hmm. um can you think of like uh sort of in in line with the like um like stereotypes or misconceptions about where you kind of grew up uh in regards to your job like your actual job um would you say that there are any like uh specific misconceptions that you're aware of for like digital marketing and that you would like okay (laughs) go ahead so generally when i tell people i work in social media they usually respond one two ways the first would be oh my god i can do that and i'd say okay try it it's a very good job opportunity um and number two would be like can you make money from that anybody can do social media 
And technically, the market's very saturated in people who think they can do social media. But it's just people don't realize it's a lot of numbers and Excel spreadsheets. So to actually, it's like working social media, you have to dive into that information. You have to have the skills to understand what that information is telling you and how to best react. So although it seems really fun and very easy, it's just there's a lot of work that goes into it. So even before I was doing data-driven social media marketing and doing organic social, um, that means pretty much like content creation. Um, no one understands how much work goes into actually taking one single photo, how much editing, how much thinking, how, how, like, how long it takes to plan a feed. So um, I guess the general conception is that it's super easy, but it's not. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I can relate to that a little bit because my day job is mainly kind of like bookkeeping and mm -hmm. a lot of people think bookkeeping is just sorting receipts and that is part of it but that is not all of it and yeah. um so i yeah there's a lot of jobs that people think are are easy and they mm -hmm. actually aren't there's a lot more than you think um so thanks for that insight <laughs> um so yeah so again sort of leapfrogging back over the what you want to be as a kid thing uh which i always find interesting because like well did people actually end up getting into or somewhat near what they were thinking mm -hmm. or are they doing something entirely different i'm still trying to figure out how i want to uh, work this next question this cultural idea this common idea that you know, we're supposed to have our lives figured out by the time we turn 30. And for mm -hmm. a lot of people, that's not true. And so I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, I used to ask, like, so where were you at by the age of 30? And then I'm like, but maybe the more interesting thing is, at what age did you get into the groove of like what you're doing or what you think you want to do and kind of see what the like the gap is there? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how you would like to approach that that particular question. <laughs> um. So... Uh, so even though I wanted to be a Bollywood superstar when I was a younger, when I was about 16, I really wanted to work in fashion. Hmm. So um, I have a degree in fashion marketing. And from there, I jumped to communications. Um, I worked up in, um, in fashion in, up until, I guess, a month ago. Hmm. So even so in terms of working fashion, that meant just digital marketing. So I'm really good at marketing apparel and lifestyle brands. And I was originally uh, working with a fragrance company, uh, marketing their product. And then I moved over to something in finance. And it's been a super different, but really enjoyable. And I realized that I really like working in social media. So that's the focus. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, totally, totally. Because it, again, reminded me, uh, like in bookkeeping, that's mm -hmm. another thing that uh, I had the potential to get a lot of different experiences because mm -hmm. like every company needs someone to do bookkeeping and accounting. So I could theoretically do it for a construction company. I could do it for a circus company. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much possibilities. And uh, like I didn't end up having that much variety in, in my kind of like day job, but uh, there was the potential there. And mm -hmm. so instead, I've kind of done a lot of my like I've I've satisfied my curiosity through independent learning and study, I guess. <laughs> the best uh, way to describe it, it's like a tree. So originally I knew I want to work in fashion and I want to be a buyer, but I realized buying was really boring. <laughs> and then within fashion, there was marketing and I loved marketing and there was the birth of social media, and I love search social media, so I combined the two. And then I continued to grow until I ended up where I am at, and now I'm just very focused on social media. Hmm. Yeah, so it's just growth. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Long story short, I ended up exactly where I want to end up. And I'm very thankful for that. That is always great when that happens. It obviously doesn't happen for everyone. Um, and again, this this show, like I've said it so many times now, but um, like this is kind of not only the culmination of, but the spiritual successor to past projects of mine. And just the fact that I kept I mean, like, you know what? I miss interviewing people. I really enjoyed that. I want to do it again. And then this particular like theme and concept and just the way that it's being executed, it's just like everything just kind of, the pieces just fell really beautifully into place and I'm very grateful for it. Um, and of course, having people willing to come on and talk to me is also great. And so another question I'm kind of testing it. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if this one's going to stick in the show. Um, uh, so in general, would you say that you kind of feel like on par with your peers or people your age, or maybe you feel a little bit ahead or maybe a little behind? So I'm at this, so I'm 28 and I'm just, I feel pretty on par with my peers. Um, I have friends who, my best friend actually, she bought a house. She's a lot younger than myself. And for her, I see her, she's just driving. She's doing the best that she can. And then I have other friends who are just trying to figure out at the same time. So I guess I would say I'm in the happy middle. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's going to have a different experience. And since I started asking this, I am getting a range of... Uh, like kind of for myself, uh, mm -hmm. I'm in my like now and, you know, in my on the latter half of my my mid 30s. And um, I think it kind of depends on who I'm around. Really, a lot of my peers are anywhere from like two to 10 years younger than me. And I don't feel that much older than them. So you know, take that for, for whatever you will. But uh, so actually, this next next question is probably pretty perfect for us. Um, mm -hmm. It's a new one that I'm testing it for the first time. So uh, buckle up. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's this other idea. I'm really interested in these different, like kind of uh, widely accepted cultural ideas of the way that we're supposed to behave or the way that things are supposed to go. And so adults are generally like, we're supposed to be like grown up and mature and we're supposed to behave and we're not supposed mm -hmm. to be silly and we're not supposed to goof around and be really playful and things, but like that's an essential part of the human experience. And so I want to ask you, what is the last uh, silly or playful thing that you did on purpose? Oh my goodness. So I'm actually a very silly person. <laughs> um, I think like, um, hmm, that's kind of hard to say. I want to say that I sent a meme to a friend maybe something like that. Or um, sometimes I FaceTime my brother and then I run like across my apartment back and forth. And I say, I have zoomies. I have zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking to you. Zoomies. And then he would do the same thing. So and then <laughs> he had some girlfriend watching him being like, oh, okay. That's adorable. Yeah. We do like things like that. And that's just very regular. Oh my goodness. I love that answer. <laughs> Zoomies. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew that this would be like the best time to preview this question. I'm so glad I thought of it. <laughs> yes. Um, and I guess kind of switching tracks a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, so uh, as I, I kind of phrase this one with people, mm -hmm. like we've all had our lives disrupted in some way, shape or form because of the pandemic. Some of us have maybe had it more disrupted than, than other people. Um, but I think also for a lot of us, there's still been some like silver linings or positives that mm -hmm. have, that have kind of resulted. And so what's this thing that like a positive thing or silver lining that specifically resulted in your life because of the pandemic? 
So it sounds really terrible, but I'm very grateful for the pandemic because I've been able to reevaluate my life. So that meant like slowing down, understanding the things that actually mattered to me. Um, and I've actually have concrete goals. So a lot of those goals were financial in terms of like paying off my debt, paying off student loans, um, saving up for a down payment on a house. So that's one part. The second is understanding my role in my community and what I can do to actually make a difference. Um, and I think the third thing was trying to be healthier. So I, I have a very terrible habit of eating out, eating greasy foods, ice cream's my favorite, but now it's slowing down, making meals, um, wholesome meals with vegetables and fruits and grains and taking the time to eat it instead of eating it very quickly at my desk. So it's just been a mind, body and spirit 360 for me during this pandemic. That is really great. Uh, yeah, I can absolutely relate to to well, most of that. I forget what the first thing that you said was, but um, yeah, um, no, like the food thing, especially because uh, that's been um, like I was having some like health issues at the very mm -hmm. end of last year, and long story short, the doctor said to me like, "You basically should stop eating fried food and fast food like completely," mm -hmm. and it's something I've been wanting to do anyways, and that was finally the impetus that really pushed me and uh, as a result like I've converted my diet to like almost entirely plant-based which awesome. I'm, I'm yeah it's just been because like I'm a super picky eater and mm -hmm. I've just always really struggled with food and uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of myself and I'm still kind of struggling but yeah. so I don't know if you had this experience but when I became so I'm a pescatarian so meaning that on occasion maybe once a month I have fish and eggs and I'm dairy-free and ever since I made that switch, um, I, when I get sick, I don't get sick as terribly. Hmm. So I'm not sure if you experienced the same thing. Like I no longer sneeze or cough. It's just malaise if I do. And it's maybe once a year. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a similar experience. Um, I eat, I eat uh, fish and eggs more than once a month, but uh, mm -hmm. I mean, those are pretty much the only two like non-plant-based things that I, that I still eat. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, <laughs> it's funny because like my roommate got me into like, uh, like fermented foods and, and, and kombucha and stuff like that. And there's certain things and even almond milk, like mm -hmm. I, uh, the very first time I tried it, it was like hard for me because like trying new things is very difficult for mm -hmm. me, even if I want to. Uh, and so like, I remember the first time I had kombucha, I was like literally taking tiny sips of it because it was like so like it's different strong. and then like now i'm just like i can just like you know drink it like no problem and uh it, so it's kind of funny and and that just shows me like you know there's if you really kind of push yourself and you're really dedicated to it you can make these changes and um like i've kind of always had like not always but for a couple of years now i've had like fluctuating health and uh like i said this this is it has made me feel better but yeah it was kind of like usually when i get sick what it seems to be is like it'll hit me really hard, really suddenly, but it'll be gone within like two days. Like it's normal for people to get sick and be sick for like, you know, a week or two. And yeah, that's me. Uh, um, okay. Where was I in the questions here? <laughs> what the next question here I'm going to go into is uh, a uh, one that I think is really great on the show. Um, definitely keeper. What is the last new thing that you learned, whether it was like a piece of information, like a fact or a skill or something like that? And what is something new that you like something you would like to learn or try? Not necessarily like right now, but like, you know, at some point. 
Ooh, okay, so my last fact that I learned was apparently uh, human beings need eight hugs a day in order for growth. Hmm. Yeah. So where, if you where did eat, you learn that? <laughs> on the internet. Okay. <laughs> Good old internet. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, like I always make this joke, if you see a very short, a shorter person, it's because they didn't get enough hugs growing up. <laughs> My best friend, friend, she's like four or nine, and I I always tell her that. (laughs) She just didn't get enough hugs. Yeah. That's adorable. (laughs) Uh, Have you learned any like new skills or anything recently? Um, Honestly, nothing in terms of life. Um, I've been, so in terms of digital marketing, um, I've learned how to like advertise on Twitter. Um, learned how to advertise on Amazon, which is pretty cool, and Snapchat. Um, I, and I'm kind. Of, and the thing is, I've learned a few tricks of the trade and how to have the most epic TikTok. So, uh, yeah, I think in terms of my career, I've learned a bunch of things for that. Hmm. And so, what's something else new that you would like to learn, whether it's information or a new skill? Hmm. For me, I think it's just how to find your inner calmness. I think that like it's not necessarily a skill, mm-hmm. but it's something that I'm co- constantly every single day trying to do. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's something that I think is is a worthy goal for for anyone to really kind of strive towards, and um, that's something that I've talked a little bit with about uh, mm-hmm. some some past guests of like uh, how um, was it? Uh, yeah, one one uh, one of my past guests was saying how. Uh, backpacking is kind of like a like a meditative type experience and I was like yeah that's like for me with biking like when I go out on my bike it's it's like this kind of reset for me and uh, I I appreciate being able to do it um, so with me I guess the major thing that I'm trying to do is learning how to be more vulnerable so I'll, I know everything that humans struggles with vulnerability it's really uncomfortable but I'm just trying to learn how to ease into that so I read this amazing book by Brene, Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. Amazing author, amazing human being. Um, so it's just pretty much trying to not doubt yourself. And if you do doubt yourself, it's okay. Like you're human, you make mistakes. And I'm trying to like accept that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that's like I um, I know of her originally from like, a, I think a Ted talk that she did that kind yeah. of blew up and then she's just kind of built on that from there. And this is another uh, sort of more slightly more newish question, but I'm, I'm liking mm-hmm. the results that we're getting from it. So what would you say, uh, and you can take a second to think about it if you need to, but what would you mm-hmm. say are your two most dissimilar hats and hats being either interests or skills? Ooh. On one hand, I want to say, I guess my skills, like there's me as a digital marketer and then there's me on the other hand being the ideal like daughter, a sister, just a person overall. Hmm. I don't know if that's, if that works. And, and how, how do you, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to dispute yeah. that, but like how, how do you think of those as being like really dissimilar? Well, I guess in terms of working, you see, you have this idea of just being very static, not emotional, just being very powerful. Whereas when you're, Thinking of yourself as a, in a relationship, whether that be being a mo- mother, a sister, a daughter, you have to become more empathetic. Hmm. You're thinking about other people's needs rather than your own. Hmm. That's fair. 
Um, yeah, again, like there's there's no wrong answers here. It's just uh, like sometimes I might be like, hey, elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> but like not not a wrong answer, just, yeah. just a little more detail. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I think that you have a a point on based on your experiences for sure. Would you say that you have like a peak time of day, like morning or evening or somewhere in between? Definitely at night. So I do my best work between the times of 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm a night owl. I'd rather like work all night and then sleep in. That's that's what I'm more familiar with for most people. And uh, I think the, the majority of people I've interviewed have been more more night people. And it's kind of funny. I joked with my, my last guest, uh, who was a fellow morning person like me, and we kind of joked like, you know, we, we always know where to find the night people, but where do you, how do you find morning people? Because <laughs> they don't really like hang out socially so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just because it kind of comes back to this idea. Like there's two parts to it, really. It's like I've heard people say that, like, you know, night owls are naturally more creative. And I dispute that. <laughs> and also the like kind of idea with like famous artists or famous uh, personalities and like, what their like kind of schedule was like and, and kind of how we compare. So just, I'm curious to see how like modern day people, cause a lot of us do have like, you know, these nine to five jobs and it's mm-hmm. um, so, like, how do we kind of naturally fall outside of that? So um, yeah, that's, that's why I asked that question. The last few questions here, a little bit more on the serious side. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you dealt with any, um, disabilities or mental health struggles in your life and how have you worked through them? I feel like every human being goes through some sort of mental struggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's just always a constant battle. Um, I suffer a lot with imposter syndrome, so I never think what I'm doing is good enough. I'm always second guessing myself and that often takes a toll in terms of my work or my relationships. Um, Only recently I've figured out that I have to read enough and actually I started seeing a therapist and she's helped me navigate all my a lot of my struggles um so I, if you're thinking about doing something like that I always suggest going forward yeah I yeah I can also vouch for for therapy uh I've love a good therapist so yeah and and I will say that that uh finding the right therapist is absolutely crucial like yeah. just going to any old therapist it's it might help a little, but like if you get the wrong therapist, it actually can be worse. Yeah. I've, I've heard stories of like therapists actually like, like basically gaslighting people and saying like, no, what you think is is wrong. Like this isn't what you're, and that's terrible. You want them to actually yeah. listen to you and, and hear you out and, and like uh, empathize and, and give you um, like relevant feedback. So um, that's uh, actually, I recently switched therapists because not because the one that I was seeing was bad, but just, mm-hmm. um, I, I have like, I'm not the wokest person ever, but like, I certainly try to be aware and I'm trying to learn and improve. And mm-hmm. the therapist that I had been seeing who I did, like, I found that I was having to kind of explain a lot of things, a lot more things than I felt I should have been like, just mm-hmm. to give context to why something was kind of troubling me. And I was like, okay, this is kind of not the the best thing like I I would be better served to have someone I don't have to explain this context to they already did it so uh just switch to somebody new who has like a lot more in common with me and so that has been helpful for sure um but yeah no you're right everyone I think that's uh I think that is a misconception as well that like people think like oh mental health is like this like more rare thing it's not but I I think like well every person does actually have a mental health it can just be in varying states of uh Mm -hmm. of uh function 
Um, so yeah, and uh, like I think you were saying in, in the, the pre-show um, lobby that uh, the the improv was also to kind of help you with your anxiety and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like definitely, it, like reaching out to people, having just improv gave me that confidence that I needed in terms of dealing with my anxiety, having being able to have a conversation with somebody that I didn't know that well. So improv definitely helped with that. Like if you, if Lacey, you had, if you approached me maybe two years ago and asked me to do something like that, I probably would have said no because I've been so shy. But yeah, therapy and this uh, therapy and improv definitely played a huge part in alleviating a lot of my mental stress. That is really good to hear. And yeah, like I said, for me, it definitely helped me to, uh, I think it kind of like fast tracked my, my evolution into my new self. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm thankful for that. Um, So I guess kind of a fitting way to kind of to start coming into the home stretch here. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, this is another question. I'm not quite sure what the best way to to kind of uh, frame it is, but um, kind of like to ask the guests for like advice they would give. And it kind of started as like, what advice would you give to someone who just feels really lost and doesn't know what mm-hmm. to do? And then it's like, but I've also heard that question of like, what advice would you give to your teenage self? And I don't know which one is better to ask. So I guess maybe I'll kind of leave it up to you, which you think you'd like to answer. So generally I've been, for me, I guess the best advice that I need right now and what I want to give is like life tends to give you exactly what you want, like, but it might just take some time. So it's based on waiting and timing. So if you really want something, if you really want that job or you really want that relationship or something else, even though you might want it right now, it might not be the right time. And when you do get it, you'll appreciate it so much more. As I say, good things come to those who wait. Yeah, that's it. And and sometimes too, like I, it's kind of said that like sometimes you're you're just not ready. Like something might come around, but you're not ready for it at that moment. Yeah. And then like the next time it comes around, maybe you are ready then. Yeah. And as I guess if uh, if you could say something to your teenage self, what, what might that be? Um, I guess it's not to worry about what's going to happen in the future because everything tends to pan out. Um, as I as I kind of warned you or gave you a heads mm-hmm. up on, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me something if you would like to. Oh man, um, I I don't know what to ask you, Lacey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just okay. think that you and I are having such a great conversation right now. Whatever pops up naturally pops up. Yeah, it's just, I guess, because I, I felt like, you know what, I'm kind of putting people on the spot mm-hmm. with this, and I figured it's it's fair to give them a shot to get one back. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, I guess I was going to say, it, or one option is if any of these particular questions, if you'd like to, I mean, I've kind of been offering a bit of my own answers mm-hmm. to them anyways, but um, yeah, so I guess for future guests who might be watching this and, and preparing to come on, if uh, there's something that you might want to ask me, uh, I will give you that opportunity now that I've thought of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the last sort of, not even really a question, but just kind of, again, giving you a, like a bit of a platform here. Uh, are there any specific causes or charities that you'd like to raise awareness of or promote? A 360 kids. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> a friend of mine used to actually work for this company. And what it does, it's for homeless youth. So generally, they're always looking for donations, and it's a really great cause. Hi, I'm so sorry. So generally, this thing we started as a family is when one of us comes home, we go as owls, and we try to find each other. And because owls 
owls can't see in the light, so we just walk towards each other. So my dad maybe might be in his room, and he'd go, who? And I would go, who? And then we just kind of walk enough. <laughs> you have so many adorable little things. I love it. Yeah, so I wasn't laughing at your amazing classes before. I was just laughing at him because I was hearing him call me. And he was letting me know that he's home. <laughs> It's okay. Um, yeah, I will just, uh, I'll just reiterate that one and I can, uh, I can trim it out. So yeah, just kind of the main thing, I guess, like it's, it's right on the screen. Cause I feel like it's a really important present mm -hmm. thing. Uh, like uh, all the time I want people to be aware of it and be thinking about it, but Black Lives Matter has its own dedicated little button on our screen for the listeners who uh, don't watch it or can't watch it. Um, that's there. So um, and of course, as I said on, on the website and at the end of the, on the video portion of the show, I have a, a dedicated, like a whole section there. So, I mean, there's so many great causes out there that can use help and can use volunteers. And uh, yeah, I just, I want to try to help in some way. So that's kind of a way that I'm doing it with this. Um, but yeah, so to kind of uh, round things out here now, if people want to like follow you on social media or like kind of find out what you're up to, um, is, where do you feel comfortable with them doing that? <laughs> I don't think I'm that interesting, but if anybody wants to follow me, uh, my IG is hi underscore dev underscore. And you, you, you see, you don't do Twitter or anything else like that? Just, just no. Instagram? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> um, yeah, I would not be on as many platforms as I am if I didn't have to, I feel like to, you know, actually promote uh, the show and other things that I do, it's kind of necessary. So um, as for me, uh, as you probably might already know, uh, I'm Artemis creates on social media, artemiscreates.com. Um, I am on Spotify, both well, Spotify and iTunes and stuff with this podcast. I also have my own music that I wrote up there, including the theme song for this show. Um, and I have a merch site, which is actually designs that I made, not like stuff of my own, like logo and name and things, but like actual designs that I've made that you can get on like shirts and mugs and phone cases and everything. And that is artemismerch.com. And yeah, that's oh, and of course, <laughs> this is why my show notes have a million things on them because there's so many things for me to remember to say. Um, mm -hmm. So if you enjoy the show, um, if you're on listening to the podcast, if you can go and like rate it and leave a review, that would be amazing. I would appreciate that. It helps people find it. Uh, if you are watching it on YouTube, like and subscribe, leave a comment. And of course, we do. Uh, I'm, you're you're available for a few minutes more for the bonus episode. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Let's do Excellent. it. <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, we do we do uh, a bonus episode uh, with each guest, provided they are available, and uh, that comes out on my Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash/ArtemisCreates. So yeah, and what else have we got here? Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Like, uh, like and subscribe and leave reviews. And oh, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Artemis Creates. And that's uh, another site where you can just like leave tips, basically. So you don't get any like special content from it. But if you just want to like, you know, throw me a couple of bucks, then that's what you can do it. And of course, you know, buying the merch and buying the music and all that if you want. But enough about me. Uh, we're going to get to the part that I think everyone's probably uh, excited and waiting for the little uh, ending tradition that we do here. Ooh, um, yes. I'm ready. I have, okay. I have, I have it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I. Uh, I was going to do like, cause we're both sort of wearing green. And so I was going to do a green hat, but then divide, 
Davina, excuse me, uh, reminded me this episode is coming out. So it's pretty close to Halloween. So I picked out a more Halloween appropriate hat to put on. Um, so let, I'm going to have to take off my headphones, though, to, to put it on, but then I'll put them back on so I can still hear you. So, um, yeah, like you can get yours ready and then. Oh, wait. oh. <laughs> uh, OK, so hold on a sec. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know if I can actually. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay, I'm going to do my. Okay, yeah, my headphones are not going to fit on properly, but oh, hold on. There we go. So, as, as the listeners will be able to hear, uh, they won't be able to see it, but I'm wearing a jester hat with little little bells on it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that's going to sound in the, in the recording. It might be bothersome to your ears, but hopefully not. Um, yeah, no, you can't really see it. It's got like this really um, like deep, dark, like uh, like reddish purple shade on it as well. Uh, and Davina is wearing a uh, black uh, kind of a hat. Fedora. Yeah, um, fedora. <laughs> or I, something like that. <laughs> so this is the only, so years ago I did a um, exchange in France and I ended up in Amsterdam. So this is the only thing I actually got in Amsterdam was this black hat. And I thought mm. I was like the coolest thing person ever, but um, just wore it during France, but never again. <laughs> Yeah, the great thing I love about this part of the show is that I grabbed like a screenshot of uh, both of us wearing our hats. And so I think this is a very funny combination because <laughs> yours looks great and mine just looks totally silly. <laughs> I wish I had a silly hat, though. I love silly hats. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know what, there's uh, maybe when when uh, COVID's over, I wouldn't mind doing like a, like maybe like a little panel or something. And then we can all wear silly hats. That'd be really oh, fun. <laughs> I, I would love that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I have a lot of plans for this show that uh, if there was not a pandemic, I could be expanding it and doing a lot of different things. But um, I'm still working on figuring out how that's going to happen, but I definitely want to do it. So stay tuned for that. And the people on Patreon, uh, I might just give away some secrets about what that's going to be. So, um, yeah, your support will potentially even help that happen sooner. So um yeah thank you for watching and listening hat collecting i hope that you learned something and yeah follow davina on uh on instagram follow me online if you want and uh with that said we're gonna get ready to do the bonus episode and we're going to wave goodbye to my lovely audience thank you again for being on davina thanks and uh Bye. yeah see you on the bonus episode in a few yeah <laughs>